Hello, hello, and welcome to this first bonus edition of Overheard Overground. As you might know from listening to the first one, I'm going round and uncovering really interesting stories from Londoners who might not have shared their tales before. Actually, that's surprisingly hard to do. To try and pin down Londoners, all of you out there, to try and get them in a room, get the microphone in front of them, is, I'm going to admit, harder than I thought. So in the interim, I didn't want to leave you guys with nothing, and I thought, "Mm, what else can I do with my microphone, with uh, my lack of being embarrassed? Uh, And I thought, why not bring the essence of Commute Blog to the podcast? So for those of you who don't know, with Commute Blog, I take my camera and I photograph people on the tube, and I ask them to tell me something surprising about themselves. I've been doing this for two years, and the results have been incredible, so people have told me about their experiences as a gay man in Russia and having to leave and come to England. They've told me about being a refugee in Somalia. Uh, They've told me funny stories about their dogs, anything. It's an amazing, amazing project, and if you want to check out some of those stories, you can on www.commuteblog.co.uk. So anyway, I've been doing this for two years. I basically have no embarrassment filter. I can just approach strangers. It's a really odd trick. I sometimes do get scared, but, you know, you have to go for it in life. So I thought, why not bring this to the podcast, which is exactly what I've done. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? What's your greatest triumph in life? These are tricky questions to answer. I think asking what people would do if they knew they couldn't fail, ask them to confront what they're already not doing because they're too scared to. Whether failure is because of embarrassment, whether people interpret failure as death, whether they interpret it as just simply not quite achieving their goals. It's a really interesting one to look at. I put these questions to three strangers. Well, I lie. I put them to two strangers and one friend who really kindly helped me out for my first test recording, I suppose you'd call it. This week, I took my phone and I went to some cafes near where I live and asked people to tell me what they would do if they knew they couldn't fail and what their greatest triumph in life is. You ready? Yes. Okay, let's see how it So, can you tell me your greatest triumph in life? <laughs> uh, nothing really. I'm hoping the best is yet to come. I, I, I can't really look to anything right now that hasn't been done by anybody else. Yeah, and that's not like a negative thing. It's not a bad thing, and I don't feel bad about that. It's just I have to set goals and kind of have to reach them. What's your goal then? I, that, that they need to be set. <laughs> they need to be set. Maybe, maybe I'm a bit lazy. Maybe I think in the last year I've gotten a bit comfortable with being doing okay when I really should not be comfortable just doing okay. Again, I'm not doing anything different to anyone else yeah. out there. I'm just kind of settling the fact that, you know, I'm making a bit of money and have disposable income. And but you want to be doing something different? So. Not necessarily, but I know that I could do better at what I'm doing. I could push harder. Yeah. I could, you know, work longer, work harder. Do you think anything of that has to do with fear or like being scared of failure? In some aspects, possibly, but not in work. Work, I'm not scared of anything, hence why I'm comfortable. You know, I'm, I'm making probably more money than I've ever had before. Not that I'm, you know, setting the world on fire, but <laughs> I grew up poor, and the fact that I'm, I'm not too worried at the moment means something. Yeah. Do you think fear is a good thing then, because it stops you being comfortable? Or what would stop you being comfortable? If the security that I've built up was to go, then I'd feel very uncomfortable. For my own career, I've got this kind of security, which, you know, at one point I probably thought was never really going to happen. Yeah. Again, when you grow up in a certain environment, you 
you put limits on yourself and even even if you don't and you think you can get there there's always a nagging feeling that I can't really get to that level mm. where do you think those feelings come from? the fact that you I don't have I met, I, at the time I didn't have many examples of people around me but you know that changed as I got older and as people that I had friends that I'd had who were you know a couple years older then started doing well and then I had you know older cousins who were doing well I was doing well at school and I start thinking oh shit maybe it's a possibility also I think that then going to a, a sixth form where the people that didn't just go up in the inner city my sixth form was a lot more mixed because I was in Camden you, you put yourself against people from better backgrounds and you realise you can compete with them mm. on the same level that was probably a turning point in that respect what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? if I knew I couldn't fail yeah. I'd be dead what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> if I knew that no matter what I did if I could just you know if I could just be ultimately indulgent and nothing there'd be no consequences which is what I'm interpreting interpreting no, but like, that if question you would, as if you could try anything and know that you wouldn't fail or you could set yourself a goal to be something and you knew you couldn't fail what goal would you set or what would you try the, the, the one thing that I wish I could do that I, that I can't do is not due to me being scared of failure it's because I, I, I would want to do a master's degree yeah just because I, I, I miss studying I enjoy it and I can't do that because I can't afford to do one particularly in London and you know it's more important that I you know help my parent out financially and you know be there should they need anything yeah. that's, that's way more important than my own need for learning unfortunately in the system to be in that kind of high education you need wealth and that's only going to get more apparent as you know funding is cut yeah so right, let's get off this now yeah <laughs> that was really good thank you so much oh, I thought that was just a test you didn't start asking me It was probably, okay, so I'm not very good at um, asserting myself and saying what I want or if someone's upset me or annoyed me, I'm not very good at kind of like telling them so. And um, I did this really crazy therapy course which was like over a weekend of like hitting pillows and getting angry at things and screaming and all this sort of crazy stuff. I was doing thinking if my friends could see me, yeah, laugh in my face. And um, a girl said something really inappropriately and it really upset me and I couldn't stop thinking about it. I'm like, I'm on this therapy course, I should probably say, this is like one of my big problems, I need to say, I need to say, so I stood there and didn't say anything about ages, and then after a while I plucked up the courage and I stopped the whole course and I'm sorry, can I just stop this, I need to get this off my chest. I'm really upset about the way that such and such spoke to me and I, and, and I sort of just said it all, almost crying the whole time, but it felt like a really big achievement, so, yeah. so that's probably one of my biggest That's really up, why, why do you think it is that you have difficulty asserting yourself? I was just talking about this with my friend because I just feel like I'm always wrong. Yeah. I don't, and I, yeah, so I guess I just, everything I do, I kind of go up, I question everything. Like, I'm always from the yeah. viewpoint of other people are right and I've probably got it completely wrong. Why did you choose to go on the course then? What made you think that you needed to change? Um, I, so I'm an actress and I've been doing a play that had done really, really well and was really successful and it had been on Broadway and everything. Oh. And I wasn't happy. And I was like, well, that's quite amazing. I'm doing everything I thought I ever wanted to do that would make me happy, and I'm not. Yeah. So that's what made me go, oh, I need to do this myself. And what's the one thing you would do if you knew you couldn't fail? What's the one thing I'd do if I knew I couldn't fail? Um, 
It's quite a difficult question, isn't it? It's really Because you have to be quite honest with yourself as well about what you're not doing. There's loads of stuff that I... I mean, yeah, it could be anything yeah. in my day today. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I really like to learn a language and I don't know why I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I get really close. But, yeah, maybe that's... But and there must be an element of just not believing that I can do it. So yeah. I guess all the things that we don't do are probably because we don't think we can. Yeah. Well, we really can. Yeah. <laughs> I know we can. Yeah. So that's a bit of a rubbish one. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it should be something like, you know, building something or jumping out of planes. I feel like let's just do some, like, crazy stuff and just see. Like, it's not really about failing, it's just about being embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> like this. <laughs> for me. So. Yeah. I think I try so hard to fit in. So for me, it would be a really hard thing to kind of, like, just go, actually, I'm just going to do something bonkers. So what would you do if you knew you couldn't be embarrassed? I'd probably sing more. Yeah. I think I'd do all the things that those, like, really cheesy things tell you to do. You know what I mean? Darth Vader like, was watching. Yeah. I would probably, like, do that. Um, but hopefully not quite cheesy. So, yeah. That's really cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank I really, really appreciate that. Ready? Yeah, go. Okay, I'll hold it. Um, can you tell me what has been your greatest success in life? Well, it's a tough one. Um, I think my greatest success up to this point is probably... It's hard. There's not that many to count. <laughs> um, actually, one of the things I'm most proud of is I'm a DJ, and one of my biggest sets I've played is to about 2,000 people down in uh, Brighton a few years back, supporting a couple of decent artists. So that was pretty proud to be honest there's enough people there, there to really get me going yeah. how, did that, how did that come about? Um, I had a couple of friends that uh, down there had a residency and everything and they got me in there one night when I was down and just the place ended up being completely sold out and absolutely packed wow. just to look over the decks at that many people was like, yeah. Oh, and what did uh, that feel like? It was awesome. I mean, I, I'm more confident playing in front of loads of people than I am playing in front of two people. So for me, that was just like, yes, I've made it. You know, that yeah. moment, you know. And what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? If I what, sorry? If you knew you couldn't fail. If I knew I couldn't fail? Bloody hell. Does that involve, like, not dying as well or something uh, like that? No. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if there's something... Oh, man. Well, I'd be jumping off buildings. <laughs> I'd be running with the balls all the time. Just doing... If I knew I couldn't fail, then you haven't got a limit. Then you push yourself as far as you can possibly go. Like, Why do you think you have limits now? Because the human body can't take it. <laughs> so, say, like, personal... Yeah. Achievements mm-hmm. or personal goals. Yeah. How, how do you it's all down to. I think it's all down to society and how it's just like we're all, you know, we've had it ingrained in our minds that we're there to make money, to provide for ourselves, to do that. And I think if we were to take that out of our, you know, our thoughts, if we were to go, no, life isn't all about just making money and living. It's about living and then occasionally making money after. Yeah. It's fun. So what would you do if you could? If you didn't need money, what would you be doing every day? Travelling around the world, just walking around, just making friends, just drinking, just enjoying life, whatever, right? you know, just do it. And um, can you tell me something surprising about yourself? Uh, my two front teeth are false. <laughs> Why? 
I got beaten up when I was younger, but uh, back home. Um, you wouldn't be able to tell, though. I can't take them out anymore, but I used to have the best party trick in the world. My friend and I would get blood capsules afterwards. We'd pretend to have a big fight, and he'd sort of punch me in the face. I'd bite down on them, and we'd pretend that he'd knock my teeth out. To all those people that didn't know, it was hilarious because they were freaking out until I wiped my mouth and put them back in. I was like, that's fine, don't worry about it. Oh, Brilliant. <laughs> it's so fun. I can't do it anymore, though. It's not yeah. fun. No. At least, they're, at least they're fixed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, that's probably all I need, but thank you so much. Um, I'll give you... Thanks for tuning in to the first ever bonus episode of Overheard Overground. If you want to hear more of my conversations with strangers, head over to the website www.commuteblog.co.uk. If these questions have got you thinking, let me know what you would do if you knew you couldn't fail by tweeting me at commuteblog or with the hashtag overheardoverground. Why not ask your friends and see what they say? If you have any other ideas for questions you'd like me to put to strangers, again, tweet me with that hashtag or at commuteblog, or you can email me hello at commuteblog.co.uk. Hopefully, in two weeks' time, I'll be back with a more in-depth interview. If you know of anyone that you would love to hear interviewed, then again, drop me an email. Otherwise, I might be back with another bonus episode, so get those questions into me. You can find Commute Blog on all forms of social media, including Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. This podcast was produced by me, Amy Dicketts. Thanks for listening.